entering the show with enthusiasm, I see. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Yes, yes, it's me for the first time on a Friday since New Year's. I know, I'm sorry. I'm Kai Rizdal. Welcome back <laughs> to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. It is Friday today, the 26th of January. Yes, and I am Kimberly Adams. Thank you for joining us on the podcast, or if you're joining us live on the YouTube live stream, live on the live stream, I suppose that was redundant, but here we are. It is yeah. Friday, and that means it is time for our weekly happy hour episode, Economics on Tap. We are going to do uh, what we do uh, on a Friday, some news. We'll take a break. We'll do a little half full, half empty, uh, and we will uh, peruse the chats for what people are drinking. Uh, as, as I was uh, telling Kimberly um, before uh, we turn the microphones on, I got a soccer game later. I had some Gatorade. It's about all I got. Kimberly, what do you got? I uh, made myself a little mocktail. It's just um, pomegranate juice, sparkling water, and some non-alcoholic bitters. You know, I'm doing like half of a dry January, so like... Two weeks dry, back end of the month. Do do bitters have alcohol in them? They do. They do indeed. Really? Yeah, like really strong just... alcohol. But really, like, that's I why had no idea. droplets. Yes, bitters are booze. I had no idea. That is and so, so interesting. And so therefore, there are non-alcoholic uh, bitters. <laughs> uh, that's so interesting. Uh, all right, I'm perusing the uh, uh, live stream. Uh, uh, chat here. Davis dancing. What color Gatorade am I drinking? I only drink green lemonade, uh, um, uh, Gatorade and only room temperature, please. Gatorade should not be any other color and should not be any other temperature. I don't make the rules. That's just the way it ought to be. Do you drink it like from the jug or do you get a powder and like mix it? I get a powder and mix it cause it's just more cost and space effective. Truly. I see. I see. You know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. let's see. Uh, over in Discord, Michael's drinking San Pellegrino, which is the same sparkling water that I've got for my little mocktail. Um, let's see. What else? What else? What else do we have? What is everybody else drinking? Is this filled paper plane? Is that a cocktail? I don't know. Expat Mike, where are you, Mike? Remind me, having your morning tea. Japan, I think right? Over in Asia somewhere, right? I don't know. I think so. I don't know. Oh, okay. So know. the paper plane, now we know. Thank you, Phil, for explaining. Bourbon, Nonino, Aperol, and lemon juice. Okay. Meanwhile, Christopher King has sake off his kitchen shelf. Diana is drinking mezcal. Expat Mike is indeed in Japan. And uh, Bill Sandwig is drinking Spanking Roger Gin and Tonic. First time trying it. I hope it is not the devil for you. Um, <laughs> oh, Andy adds some uh, useful information. He, Andy says, in bitters, some flavors dissolve in water and some in alcohol. Alcohol also serves as a preservative. Yes. Oh, that makes some sense. That makes some sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, All right, shall yeah. we? Yeah, let's do some news. You go first. Okay, go ahead. I'll go. All right, I'll go first. Uh, it is related to a story you did today uh, for the show about the LNG uh, uh, facilities pause that the Biden administration announced this um, morning as part of the setup of which I pointed out that uh, we are the biggest uh, liquid natural gas, liquefied natural gas exporter in the world. Um, mm -hmm. We're also the biggest oil producing country in the world right now. And that got me to a Catherine Rampell piece, which I find super interesting for the politics of it and how it plays on either side. So Catherine's point in this column is that it's really inconvenient 
to point for Democrats and President Biden to point out how well the United States is doing in energy production. Right. This idea that we are now held hostage to foreign oil Mm. is simply not true. Right. That's really inconvenient for Biden and the Democrats. And it's inconvenient for the Republicans because they don't want to point out something that would be to um, uh, the benefit of um, them, but it would get independents and Democratic voters angry at them. So I think it's a real energy is a really interesting political conundrum right now, as are so many freaking things in this country. Catherine Rappel's got a column. Uh, She's much smarter and well-spoken than I am, and you should read it. You know, that story was interesting because they, the Biden administration made this big fanfare about this announcement this morning, and I started calling around to LNG experts, and they're just like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal. And I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, is that so? And mm-hmm. I was like, well, why not? And they're like, it's an announcement of a review of a policy that doesn't affect any deals until maybe five years from now, and even then, it may not matter that much and it's and i was just and so they were basically telling me that it's the biden administration kind of pandering to the young people in the base who are very upset about gaza and climate and other things and saying well at least i'm doing this you know yeah but i mean it it can potentially make a difference in the long term but definitely not before election day so it's a talking point um all right what do you got on the topic of election, I know we try not to get into the uh, day-to-day look, yes. of all the Trump drama because rarely do we have much to add, but I could not ignore the verdict in the Eugene Carroll case today. $83.3 million in damages for defamation uh, is what came down today from that jury. And I'm sure that it's going to be appealed. But it, on top of the Rudy Giuliani defamation damages, it made me think of all of these, you know, trials of mob bosses back in the day where they never mm-hmm. really got anybody for the crimes that they were accused of, of doing that the, were the worst. They would get them on taxes. And so, right. you know, there are all of these, you know, <laughs> Accusations is probably not the right word, but there are many things of great concern that Trump and Giuliani and others did as it pertains to the democracy and what's getting them in real trouble and is actually sticking is the defamation. Now, granted, there are criminal charges pending and other trials in progress, but what is sticking so far is the damages from defamation, although I'll be very interested to see how they how and if they get the money since Donald Trump is pretty notorious for not paying his bills. Right. Right. And and this will be appealed to high heaven. I, I did think somewhere on cable news this afternoon after the verdict came down, somebody said the only one who's been able to hold Donald Trump to account is not uh, the independent counsel. It's not the mm-hmm. DA down in Georgia. It's not anybody else. It's an 80-year-old woman in Manhattan. Oh, not to mention Stormy Daniels. Oh, yeah, that's true. But but also she lost a good deal against him, right? Because she actually wound up having to pay him 300 thousand dollars Oh, yeah, that's Right, true. so, right. yeah, yeah. Fair. But, yes, good anyway. point. Um, the other story that uh, is much more pertinent um, is what's going on with Congress and a potential border deal because – 
you know, in between the potential government shutdowns, the one that we avoided and the one that may be coming up in, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever, um, they're trying to squeeze through a border deal. They being the Senate, specifically the Senate, because in the Senate, there is bipartisan agreement to an extent on a deal that mm -hmm. they think could actually um, address some of the real issues happening at the southern border. And the House Republicans are basically just like, nah, man, we're not even. So today, uh, House Speaker Mike Johnson sent a letter to colleagues and said, basically, this is a quote, not basically, this is a quote uh, as reported by Politico that got a hold of the letter. I wanted to provide a brief update regarding the supplemental and the border since the Senate appears unable to reach any agreement. If the rumors about the contents of the draft proposal are true, it would have been dead on arrival in the House anyway. Johnson didn't explicitly rule taking up a Senate bill as, as the bipartisan group of negotiators hoped to unveil text next week, but following Senate drama this week that shook confidence in negotiations, he repeated a point he's made frequently in recent weeks. If House Republicans don't feel like it goes far enough to crack down on the border, it won't go mm. anywhere in the chamber. So it's a tough road in the Senate, for sure, even though there are bipartisan negotiators. Uh, it seems like there's supportive leadership to get something done to help, you know, carry through Ukraine funding and potentially Israel funding. The House does not seem to want to play ball. And it seems very clear that this is tied to not wanting to give Biden a potential win on the border in an election year. I think it's more than seems clear. I think it is clear. Crystal. It clear. is clear. Yeah. You know, All right. Like uh, we yes. uh, right, clearly have to got. take a break. Uh, and when we come back, uh, half full, half empty is what we're going to do. Be right back. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. Okay, it is now time to play Half Full, Half Empty, hosted by the one, the only, Drew Drostad. Hey, Drew. Hi, Kimberly. Uh, Netflix has recently uh, announced a deal that they are going to carry WWE Raw starting next January. Are you half full or half empty on watching live sports on streaming? 
It, I mean, we're going back to the cable bundle, right? Because mm-hmm. you're going to have to buy Peacock, as you did last weekend, to watch the or two weeks ago, whenever it was, to watch the Kansas City game. I mean, it's kind of irritating, to be honest with you. But uh, for certain sports, like I actually, I pay for Premier League on on um, on, uh, Apple, on Peacock, right? actually. So yeah, no, on oh, Peacock. it's on Peacock. Yeah, MLS is on Apple, which I don't pay for. But anyway, it kind of bugs me. I'm kind of half empty. Um. Hmm. I will say half empty for the same reason. I was entertained when Netflix announces they were very careful to talk about it being like sports entertainment <laughs> mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. straight sports. Um, my grandfather used to love watching wrestling. Like some of my earliest memories are of him sort of like sitting in his chair in the basement, smoking a pipe, watching wrestling, which I 100% hmm. thought was real as a child. And um, <laughs> well, of course you did. One of my yeah. cousins is actually like a an, an semi-professional wrestler. <laughs> and uh Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. He's got a stage name, does performances and everything. Oh my it's goodness. it's pretty wild. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Got an interesting family. All right, what's next? Wow. Half full or half empty on the promise of sleep tech gadgets. That was a story on Marketplace Tech that, that Lily, did for, Lily did from CES. Uh, and it was this mask that you put on that flashes lights at you at like really quick speeds and that like helps you sleep or something. I, 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 I'm a really good sleeper. So I'm going to say whatever helps people sleep. I'm half full. Uh, I'm going to say half empty. I, I do want people to sleep better, but it feels like we're kind of like feeding into the, you know, mass consumption when there are better solutions and healthier solutions and probably less environmentally detrimental solutions. Uh, so half empty on that, sure. but I too want people to sleep, I'm sure. There you go. If, if there are no other options, fine. Yep. Drew. Three, All right, eight. are you half full or half empty on pawpaws as the most American <laughs> fruit? So we have to set this up and say that like a year ago, Kimberly, give or take, right? Yes. You you, you made some pawpaw uh, cocktail because yes, you had like pawpaw, pawpaw syrup or something, right? No, I had. Uh, I bought I pawpaw like, liqueur. Okay. And I was like, what the hell is a pawpaw? And we had a chat about it. And it clearly slipped my Mm -hmm. mind because one of the producers on Marketplace pitched this interview about pawpaws as the the most American of American fruits. It grows up in the Northeast. Mm -hmm. uh, And now I am fully educated on pawpaws. I would love to try one. I'm never going to find one here in Southern California, but I'm half full for sure. I have to like try to time my next trip to LA to pawpaw season because as you know, because I deluged you with photos when I heard this story, (laughs) Um, there are several pawpaw patches behind my uncle's house and I go down there with him every year, you know, way down yonder to the pawpaw patch, if you know the song, uh, and harvest pawpaws. And the way that you harvest pawpaws is that you go to the tree and you shake it really hard and they fall down. Oh, is that right? And that tells you that they're ripe. And if you're my uncle, you wait until I'm standing below the tree and then you shake the tree really hard so that they fall on my head and then you laugh. Um, But (laughs) we went out there. I went out there with a couple of girlfriends uh, this this year, and we all harvested pawpaws, and it was a lot of fun. And they are delicious. So I'll try to time my go. next trip to L.A. with pawpaws, because that's the I'm only good. way they're going to survive to get out there. Totally. 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 Drew, All right. Four, uh, what's next? 
Half full or half empty on this year's rare double brood of cicadas. Oh my God. I read this in the New York Times and just about spit out my coffee. So cicadas, you know, come together like every like 17 years or whatever the hell it is. They emerge from the ground and been doing it forever. But this year there's going to be some like super cycle of cicada things and they're going to come together like all through the Midwest and into the East Coast. And there's going to be, I want to say trillions, but it's probably like high billions of these things. And they're gross and disgusting. And the pictures were foul. And oh, my God, no. You're lucky they're not out there because apparently dogs love to eat them. Oh, God. <laughs> um... Oh, God. Half full. I'm glad that insects are still alive because it tells me the climate hasn't totally collapsed yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> then uh, take take what wins I can get. Take take what you All can right. get. All right. All right. Drew, what's uh, what's this one? And then this one's the poll, people. For this is the poll. Yes. Yeah. So for folks in the YouTube live stream, get ready. Here we go. With consumer sentiment rising, are you half full that the vibe session is over? Uh, so, I'll let you Kyla Scanlon, who we've had on Marketplace a couple of times, she is a uh, former finance person, uh, now works as an online educator of finance and the economy. She does TikTok, she does all kinds of socials, she, does, she writes for Bloomberg Opinion now, she's really sort of um gotten a gotten a boost in her profile in the last like two years uh, anyway about a year ago she said listen we're having a vibe session right it's this disconnect between what the numbers are saying which were at that point pretty good although not as good as now and uh how people are feeling which back then was terrible and the other day kyla came out and said you know what the vibe session's over people are feeling pretty good now the data's pretty good what we have now is a vibe expansion hmm. which i kind of love which i kind of love to kind of love. Yeah. You're not I guess it, it really depends on who you, it, it depends on who you're talking to and what kind of life you're living and I think this is really one of those where the macro numbers don't tell the micro story very well. Um, sometimes I think about, you know, the reason that we use median income in the United States to sort of get a sense of things rather than average income, because we mm. have like billionaires so that just skew the numbers so wildly that it doesn't make any sense. And I wonder, you know, when it comes to stuff like this, are we getting a sense of the median in the data or are we getting a sense of the average? Does that yeah, make any know. sense? Yeah, it makes some sense. Yeah. I, I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Yeah. I don't know uh, either. All right. So so it's actually pretty overwhelming. So I say we close the poll right now. Yeah. Let's close the poll. Right. Uh, so right. are you half full or half empty in the end of the vibe session? Oh, me personally? I am half full on the end of the vibe session. I completely grant your point that, that uh, first of all, memes, but also headline economic data, does not cover everybody for sure. Mm -hmm. But it is it is heartening and macroeconomically positive that the general mood general being the operative word there is people feeling better yeah i'm i'm gonna say half empty because i just don't know that we're accurately capturing the general mood and i know we're, we've got the best data we have we've got consumer sentiment numbers that have been historically what we can get and i just wonder 
if it's capturing what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. We'll see because the ultimate measure of this is the upcoming election, right? And that will let yep. us know how people really feel. And uh, it'll be interesting. Yes. I got Yes, it will. So 143 people voted. 73% are half full on the end of the vibe sessions. Half uh, empty was 26%. Thank you for participating in our poll, everybody. Yes, thank you. We appreciate you. So we are done on a Friday afternoon, back on Monday. In the meanwhile, uh, as always, questions or comments, critiques or praise, they come to us in our voicemail, 508-UB-SMART. Email is makemesmart at marketplace.org. Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Bergseeker. <laughs> Today's that oh, bon that sounds like a dog. That, 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 that was Bond shaking it out. Sorry about that. <laughs> Today's episode was engineered by Charlton Thorpe. Our intern is Talia Menchaca. The team behind our Friday game is Emily McCune and Antoinette Brock. Marissa Cabrera is our senior producer. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcasts. Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital and on demand. People want to see Bonsai. Can you pick him up? She really doesn't like the Aww. Hey, Bonds. Yeah, a little bit. All right. There you go. Wait, where is she? Oh, there she is. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I was spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.